0: Can you imagine having something wrong with you that doctors can't quite sort out or or fix or provide any relief from for 12 years? That doctors often make worse? Some of you don't actually have to imagine this. Some of you have been back and forth to the doctor for as long as you can remember. Some of you have spent years in hospitals some of you have simply stopped going at this point and just ignore the issue or figured out alternative pain management. Consider with me then this woman in the Gospel of Mark, often named for her, her ailment or her issue. You may even know this story as the woman with the issue of blood. Now, women in these early centuries were often described by their relationship to men, but scholars Maya Katrositz and Hal Tossig remind us in their book on Mark that this gospel is littered with broken bodies whose defining qualities are their illness or or social shame. We learn in this text that this woman spent everything she had on doctors and, and cures only to end up worse. Some of you don't have to imagine what that is like either. Some of you are currently trying to figure out how to close the gap between the care you actually need and deserve, I will add, and what your insurance will cover. Some of you have maxed out health savings accounts. Some of you choose between fresh groceries, shoe repair, rent, and medical debt. Some of you know how exhaustingly time-consuming and expensive poverty can be. Some of you know what it's like to have people not want to be around you, see strangers sneak looks, have folks not wanna get too close because of some health issue you have no control over. I mean, we've all been living since around this time in 2020 with a six foot distance rule. We all became untouchables. So this woman who sat at the intersection of poverty, uh, social impurity, illness, Yeah, she may hit a little bit different now, huh? In Tony Cade Bambara's book, The Salt Eaters, one of the characters says early on, are you sure sweetheart that you want to be well? Just so's you're sure sweetheart and ready to be healed because wholeness is no trifling matter. A lot of weight when you're well. How far are you willing to go for your healing? You gotta want it. Enough for when the journey is awful. Enough for when the journey costs more than you thought it would. Somebody here with us in this little little collection we have knows what it means to go all the way. Somebody here sat with their child through chemo. Somebody who's endured painful medical treatments for the promise of relief on the other side. Somebody enduring emotions that swing like a pendulum while their doctors try to write, write the the balance of meds, somebody who's canceled their last few therapy appointments because they were too depressed to get out of bed, somebody who recently learned that the pain in their legs is caused by some weird reaction in their heart medication with their blood pressure pills, so they have to choose for much longer than they thought because doctors are like, whatever, you're old, this is just part of it, had to choose a life that is sedentary, right? that keeps them alive but no longer feels like a life because they're home alone. Somebody here today knows the price of the ticket. Are you sure, sweetheart, you want to be well? Take a breath with me. This is one of the things I love about the Gospel of Mark. The Jesus in this Gospel is Luke Christoph- his portrayal of Jesus is the most human, right? This Jesus sometimes gets things wrong and, and scholars will tell you in various commentaries, which I can give you a list of books that I referenced in this sermon, just hit me up that Mark identifies the woman's pain with Jesus, that in fact, a critical condition of Mark's gospel is that Jesus's pain is a heartbreakingly mundane part of a world of illness, vulnerability, untimely death, self-inflicted injury, torture, and state-sanctioned murder. Just so's your sure, sweetheart, and ready to be healed, because wholeness is no trifling matter. This woman in our scripture today had tried all she knew to do. She spent all she had, and yet she had faith. She heard about Jesus and made a plan. If I, but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Now it wasn't about the the kind of faith that you read about in, in Hebrews 11, the, the, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things seen. This was something different. And once the plan was carried out, Jesus says to the woman, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. The Greek word translated as faith here is pistis. Pistis doesn't just mean faith. It also means confidence, trust, reliability. Your confidence has made you well. The fact that you stayed the course has made you well. I'm curious among this collection of multi all the things here, um, who has heard of Angela Duckworth? I've been low key obsessed for a while, particularly with her work on grit. Now, Google will tell you that in psychology, grit is a positive non-cognitive trait based on an individual's perseverance of effort combined with the passion for a particularly long uh, goal or end state, a powerful motivation to achieve an objective. Angela Duckworth simplifies all that to passion plus persistence for long-term achievement without looking for rewards. So let's look at this woman's story again and see how all of that fits into her faith. We know that Her condition marginalized her in her community, made her a bit of an outcast or an untouchable. Yet, she came up with a plan and followed through. She was confident enough in her plan and its outcome that she broke social laws, coming in close contact with others in a crowd in order to get close enough to Jesus. And she violates male-female social code and religious law by touching Jesus. Jesus takes no active role in her healing. She is healed of her own initiative. If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. It's only after the fact that Jesus is active and it is only to remind the readers who have seen this time and time again in the gospel that it was her grit and determination, her trust that made her well, her confidence, It was like the book of James said, her faith plus her works. Now her healing is not the only result. Again, Jesus says to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. He calls her daughter. Remember earlier when I mentioned that women in this time period were usually identified by their relationship to men? This woman having been outcast for 12 years was no longer family to anyone. This woman's rule-breaking boldness re-established kinship. Communal grit, confidence, determination can be summed up in the word faith. Faith that your siblings in this community will show up to the same stick to itness that you bring. Faith that You are because they are and they are because of you. Faith that we are here for all of us. Faith that you and I are the ones we've been waiting for. Faith that, as MLK said, the the arc of the moral universe may be long, but it does bend toward justice. In this Women's History Month that just celebrated the 20th anniversary of Harriet Tubman's birthday, I am talking about a womanist kind of faith. A traditionally capable kind of faith. Faith that says, mama, I'm walking to Canada. I'm taking you and a bunch of other slaves with me and receives a reply. It wouldn't be the first time. Faith that your grit, your tenacity, your determination are needed in the work for liberation and justice. Faith that heals a nation, that heals a world. Are you sure, sweetheart, that you want to be well? Just so you sure, sweetheart, and ready to be healed, because wholeness is no trifling matter. A lot of weight when you're well. Beloved, I don't know that we live in a world that wants to be well. It took 120 years to pass the federal lynching bill. Russia's attacking Ukraine and there are murmurings of World War III. Racism and xenophobia's deep roots have become again, glaringly obvious in the way that news outlets are covering Ukraine refugees and who we think deserves to be war-torn. Russian police are arresting thousands in Russia for for protesting the war in Ukraine. Russia is holding WNBA's Brittany Griner as a pawn in its war game. And here in the States, Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, Fruitville Station, that Ryan Coogler had guns drawn on him for the crime of trying to get cash out of his own bank account in Georgia. And I've lost count of the anti-abortion and anti-trans legislation that will strip people of their basic human rights. Are you sure, sweetheart, that you wanna be well? This ain't what wellness looks like. This ain't what wholeness looks like. But those of us who know what it is supposed to look like, those of us who are holding the dream of God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, those of us who are showing up with the kind of faith that the woman from the passage had, the kind of faith that Harriet Tubman had, that womanist faith, that active and traditionally capable faith, we bear witness to it all. We know the price of the ticket. Movements are messy, Jackie has preached, but we have to move. And real talk, it's a lot to hold. A lot of weight when you're well, Bambara wrote. So as we bear this weight, may we share the burden of seeing fully the work while holding the dream. May we have comfort in knowing that we are doing this together. May the weight not immobilize us or or make us jaded. May we, as Reverend Adam Clayton Powell would say, Keep the faith, baby. May it be so. Amen.